and welcome back. Welcome. How are you today? Welcome back to another episode of Psych Vlog. Um, I hope your day is going great. And first of all, I want to apologize for the lengthy break that we took from recording due to, you know, still ongoing exam season, just life getting in the way. But it feels so good to be back. And today I wanted to talk about something so ever present in our society, something that floods us every single time we open Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, or any social media platforms. And I would even go as far as to say every time you go outside or turn on your reality TV. And that's beauty standards. And I just don't, don't just wanna sit here and tell you you're not the same old recycled bullshit or, oh, they're bad and we should just love ourselves how we really, really are. And you know, exactly how we came out of the womb, never change anything, good night, no. I don't want to do that. Um, I want to kind of dive a little deeper and talk about how the beauty standards have changed over the years and how more than ever now I feel like they are truly unattainable, um, as well as my opinions on body modifications ranging from hair colour, nail polish to filler and BBL. So let's just dive right in. So as always, in order to kind of get this started and kick off this topic, I went over to my social media platforms and I asked my viewers and my listeners, what do they think about today's beauty standards? And I got a range of opinions, a range of feedback, and here are some of these comments. Um, one person said that today's beauty standards are literally the worst. There shouldn't be a standard for beauty because it is totally in the eye of the beholder. And what's even more important is that you yourself are confident with what you look like and embody because self-love is key. Another person says that it is completely unattainable. No matter how much you run behind it, it will never be yours and you'll always find yourself lacking in some way. It is mentally crushing. This is a comment that I really liked. This one says that the beauty standards that are held today are part of a long human tradition of making problems for ourselves, which we should definitely discontinue. They take the very human desire to present ourselves in a way that makes us feel good and then twist them to create a marketable form of oppression. There's a whole industry based on selling insecurity. And another viewer said that it is incredibly draining. She says, I don't go a single day without wishing I look, look different. As a teenage girl living in a technology world, with easy access to social media, the perfect woman is constantly shoved down my throat. Every time I begin to start feeling confident and developing self-love, I'm bombarded with new standards that I don't meet. It's so frustrating. The people who preach loving your body at every stage are the same people who call you names and give you nasty looks if you don't meet their expectations. You can't win in this world and I'll ruthlessly beat you down if you even try. Another of our listeners said that honestly, we have a wide variety of what is considered beautiful today. There's far more representation of different types of body and beauty than there was 10 or 20 years ago. The media will always try and sell a certain look because people's insecurities make them money. But if you are talking about a generalized standard, natural semi-glam makeup, clean hair and prepped nails, clean flattering clothing and healthy figure, the standard of beauty has broadened over the last five to 10 years if you look at the general population. Like we said, media will sell you their refined and heightened version of the beauty standards because that is their job. Let's start at the beginning. I think it comes at no surprise that for the longest time, Western beauty standards celebrated a very particular type of face and body until the 1940s, women of color were not even allowed to participate in the Miss America pageants with the rules actually stating that the contestants had to be of good health 
and of white race. It's nothing new that for the longest time beauty standards were celebrating predominantly white features and white bodies. I think many of us still imagine the all-American beauty as very much the Cameron Diaz of beauty standards, the tall, thin, blonde, blue-eyed white woman. And if you go back to some of the earliest racial theorists, they describe the category of white and Caucasian women as the most beautiful of all of them. But it's important to acknowledge that during that time it was important to the authors of those theories for their own representative to be in all superior groups. Many of the early work focus on dividing the humankind into races, so it's not really surprising that they would want to belong to the superior one. The Harvard Gazette also has a great article that I would really recommend titled How Textbooks Taught White Supremacy, in which the papers from the time of these historians and theorists, such as um, Mena, for example, in the 1700s, were examined and analysed with much of the white supremacy movements from the 18th and 19th century actually influencing their work. And of course beauty wasn't the only area that these men felt it was necessary to show themselves as superior. Of course the natural beauty of their women was something important, right next to their strength and intelligence and courage of their men and the political abilities of the country's leaders. But apart from the early deep-rooted characteristics, a lot of the beauty is now also influenced, as it has always been, by classism. I think it's incredibly interesting that a few years back the push was for facials at the salon cosmetic surgery, braces, teeth whitening, serums and microneedling of the face. Now I feel like the movement of veganism and cruelty-free cosmetics is starting to be hijacked by the beauty industry, which to me keeps pumping out the all-natural vegan gluten-free serums while simultaneously raising the prices, still feeding the same agenda just under a slightly different label. I do want to, however, acknowledge that I do think that the body acceptance movements came so incredibly far since that time. I mean, by any means, it has not achieved its goal yet with kinky and natural POC hair still being the first Google image under unprofessional hairstyles. It's completely unacceptable that the level of deep-rooted racism is so ever-present in everyday working environments now, even in 2021. We are making progress, though. The Black is Beautiful movement of the 60s and 70s had such a huge individual impact on the beauty community at the time and the problems with such tight narrow standards of what was acceptable. We came so far with women's body hair now being less demonized than ever in my humble opinion, recently even being included in an advert of a giant which is Veet hair removal. The advert actually openly says that it's your choice to remove or not remove your body hair and that their products are just there as an option in an advert where women of all shapes and sizes are prancing around with long armpit hair. I love it. And whilst these small changes that we can observe are victories and definitely something to cling on to and cherish, we do need to have a wider, bigger talk about the other bigger problem. And in my opinion, that is the Kardashian era, the monster and demon of beauty that is so unattainable that even the family who created it has now no way of getting away from it. 
According to a recent survey of 3,000 girls and women across 10 countries, 90% of all women aged 15 to 64 worldwide want to change at least one aspect of their physical appearance, with body weight ranking the highest. This finding suggests that women's anxiety about their appearance is a global phenomenon observed in every single country studied from Saudi Arabia to the United States. Beyond body dissatisfaction, a stunning 70% of all women aged 15 to 64 reported that they actually withdraw from life-engaging, life-sustaining activities due to feeling bad about their looks. These activities include giving an opinion, meeting friends, exercising, going to work, school, dating, and even going to the doctor. This means that beauty standards have a much higher reach than just a few minutes of comparing yourself to an Instagram model and then forgetting about it. Any other anxiety which affects your life to the point of inadequate function gets in the way of socializing or puts your health at risk due to its debility in effect, which makes you too anxious to go to the doctor, would possibly be able to be diagnosed in a clinical setting as a disorder or phobia. Our anxiety over the state of our body, how we look, is so common nowadays that it becomes accepted as part of our everyday routine. It's nothing to worry about, everyone feels like shit about what they look like, shouldn't really be a widely accepted statement or mind frame, but so often it is. In my case, body modification is something that I was doing since I was able to get away with piercing my ears without my parents' permission. I was getting tattooed at 17 and I haven't stopped since. I first dyed my hair at 15 and I fell in love with the concept of self-expression long before I was allowed on any social media platforms. Personally, I do not see anything wrong with changing the features of your body to suit your preferences. Not all of us were lucky enough to be born with the features that we want, love and desire. In the same way as we have been flooded with the expectations of beauty since we were literally children in each cartoon, Disney film, teen movie which is so famously lacking in any sort of representation for fat protagonists, heroes and heroines of colour and objects of interest which do not fit in your usual beauty bracket. We have been manipulated since we were children and yet somehow we go around and blame each other for wanting to be happy with our bodies at any cost, shaming each other for not being happy or insecure with our natural self while also not being happy with our own reflection, as if the universal standard and impact of multi-billion dollar industry is somehow an individual fault. Personally, from my perspective and experience, I do not see any problems with addressing any insecurities that a person can have. I do not agree with trying to weaponize self-love. The people who say, oh, she only got this done because she was insecure, fail to see that now she is much happier with herself, more confident, more independent, willing to socialize and educate those around her about her informed decision to change something that was previously impairing her life. While the critics constantly compare themselves, resent their appearance, but refuse to change it due to the social stigma that they themselves perpetuate. Moving away from where these beauty standards came from and originated from or what may be influencing them and you know whilst that is there's still so much room for discussion there I want to kind of bring it to the 21st century bring it to somewhere that we can relate to a little bit more bring it to the recent unedited photo of Khloe Kardashian that made headlines across the internet. She looked healthy, she looked fit, she had a flat tummy, she was in the sun smiling at the camera, sun-kissed skin 
And yet, for some reason, for some reason, her and her team were doing everything to scrub that picture off of the internet. And we all know the power of Photoshop and that each and every published photo of anyone these days more than likely has been touched up in some way. Maybe, you know, smooth out a wrinkle, maybe adjust the lighting in some way. This isn't new. People have been altering their perceptive image for as long as people were alive and creating portraits. And in fact, one of Henry VIII's wives had her portraits changed so much in her favour that the king apparently was furious when he saw her in person for the first time, claiming that she looked nothing like what was reported to him. I, for the record, do not see anything wrong with changing your appearance for the social eye. I think as long as we have the healthy realisation and distance that it does not represent reality and we have the capacity to stop exposing ourselves to images which may make us feel less than or maybe not the best in terms of our mental health, um, you know, as long as we can distinguish that and have that realization, I don't see anything wrong with just having fun and morphing our bodies into like this ideal version of ourselves that we wish we could be. I do have some, let's say, unpopular opinions, which I'm not really afraid to express on my perspective platforms. I personally do not believe in censorship. I do not believe in censoring the whole world. I believe that it is our own or maybe a parent's job to monitor the child's exposure to online material and communicate to them that there's such thing as a reality and also a distinction between the real world and the world of glamour and Instagram models. It's each of us individual responsibility to take care of our mental health to the best of our ability and step away from optional resources of potential damaging content, such as social media platforms. We also have the option to selectively pick content we want, the option to block and pick what we want to consume. I do not wish to see a certain person or certain movement on my front page when I log into Instagram. I block them. I unfollow. If I want my page to be full of, for example, fat positivity, sex work empowerment, Black Lives Matter, natural hair movement, natural hair acceptance, or even the best BBL surgeons and filler estheticians, I have the power to follow those accounts, to engage in the content and to support everything that they stand for and represent. While I have those opinions, I am also able to acknowledge the damage and the impact of people such as the Kardashian family on the beauty standards and the beauty industry. In reality, I feel like when Kim and the sisters came to be on top of the social elite in Hollywood, what happened was that one beauty standard of the American girl was now just swapped for another, in my opinion, worse and more unattainable one. Now, every girl is expected to have blue eyes, full lips, a classic button nose, hairless skin with a Californian tan, toned, lifted ass that is free of any stretch marks and cellulite at the same time as being incredibly jiggly and muscular. These long legs and small feet and waist no bigger than nine inches with huge childbearing hips. And if you felt like the American standard of the blonde Cameron Diaz kind of girl was hard enough to achieve, get ready to have the pressure of looking like the photoshopped images of someone who clearly went under the knife at least a dozen times placed on your shoulders as well. Now, a wider 
conversation of blackfishing, blackface accusations appropriating cultures for profit, wearing traditional braids for fashion while POCs are losing their jobs due to them being seen as unprofessional, switching between looking Hispanic and Caucasian one week apart in different pictures and lighting is a conversation for another episode. In the alert article on how the Kardashian family changes the beauty industry, the author writes, during the Kardashian era, a new term was coined to describe the suddenly rampant phenomena of racial performance on social media, blackfishing. Stemming from the racist practice of blackface, blackfishing specifically describes when people use tools such as makeup, Photoshop and even cosmetic surgery in order to emulate looking like a different race. This is done in order to appear more black. The term was coined by culture writer Warner Thompson, who in 2018 started a viral Twitter thread of white people cosplaying as black women on Instagram. The thread was retweeted almost 30,000 times and the responses were rife with Kardashian lookalikes. In an interview discussing the term and its participants, Instagram influencer Erica Hart explained how the Kardashians' overwhelming popularity cannot be overlooked. They have been able to capitalize of black bodies and people will want to emulate that. Addressing the situation with their team and censoring the image, Chloe said that it was almost unbearable trying to live up to the impossible standards that the public have all set for her. And I just think that it is the cruel irony of the life and world that we live in, in which the monster that you personally took part in creating is now haunting you. You actively lack self-acceptance and clarity. Your participation in the pressure to be born perfect instead of being transparent about your body modification choices are what is now responsible for this shit show of screwing the internet clean of any evidence that you are less than perfect. In what world should this be taking up news headlines? There are tragedies happening all over the world, there are new breakthroughs being made, new innovations, discoveries, other more important events that surely are of higher importance than someone not being happy with the body. All that, I guess, is to say that in the era of Kardashians, radical self-acceptance, social movements, we all have the choice to pick which movement we want to support and participate in. So choose wisely who you want to support and follow the content that makes you feel unhappy. Support one which you want to see take over the world. For me, it's concepts of self-acceptance movements which teach you how to love yourself, but are still at the same time valuing your interest and education in the art of self-improvement. Accept your flaws, but don't be scared to change and address your insecurities. Be clear and transparent with the consequences, good or bad, of those choices and educate those around you. Each one of us has this one individual vote to decide what the beauty industry will possibly look like in 5, 10, 50 years. So vote informed and responsibly. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I do apologise that it is a slightly shorter episode, um, but I am so happy to be back and I hope that you really, really enjoyed. Please follow me on all my social media platforms and do share your opinions on the topics discussed today. I hope to see you here again next time. I love you guys so much. Have a great day.